0: Life audio. Hey, it's time for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I will be right with you in just a moment after this. Hey everybody! I am Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Girl Club. And you know the place—you know where we are. This is a place where real girls have real talk about real issues, while seeking to apply our real faith. Because, in all honesty, it's the only way I know how to get through anything I'm going through. And the best advice that I ever give is usually rooted from the place where my faith is. So, joining me today. We've got the whole tribe, but we also have a special guest. so I'm gonna real quickly get the Girl Club tribe in. Amanda, no uh, excuse me, I don't want to give away who the guest is. Nova, Christina, and Christina are all in the house, so let's bring the girls on. Good morning, you guys. Oh boy, do I need you guys this morning? It's like Monday Blues day. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, good morning. Nova looks so bright and sunny. I'm jealous. It is cloudy here <laughs> in Nashville. I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I know. You don't say anything all all morning.
2: I just want to
0: die. Yeah, it's raining.
2: It's terrible. It's uh, you won't want to be here. It's awful. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Hey, CB. I know you just come back from a missions trip, and it's always good to see you with us from home. Yeah, I know the chair. (laughs) I know the chair. So, you guys, I just want to, like, let's, let's just dive in this morning, honestly. You know, um, our guest this morning, it, you guys, is kind of a part of something special. So, as you know, we're hosted on Life Audio. Shout out to Life Audio. We love you guys. they are part of the Salem family. We're all part of the Salem family. And our guest this morning is a nationally syndicated radio host, and she's the founder of GetYourBraveOn.info. Get Your Brave On is a platform that encourages women to live strong, courageous lives. And I'm feeling short on courage this morning and bravery, so I'm really happy that she's here. Um, her name is Amanda Carroll, and she hosts a, a podcast by the same name, Get Your Brave On. And um, I guess most importantly, Amanda's a mother to three living in Northern California. I'm from Northern California, so um, shout out to my paisan in the north. But um, I'm really excited to have Amanda with us, you guys, and I'm really excited for you to meet her. Last week, I was a guest on Amanda's podcast, and this week, she's popping over to be a guest with us here on Girl Club. And so for all of you who don't know the Life Audio podcast platform, I really encourage you to check us out there, okay? So let's bring in Amanda and welcome her to Girl Club.
3: Hey. hey! That
4: is so nice of you. Hi, hey. guys. You. You're, You're welcome. It, it's to good to s- like, sit at pool table.
0: <laughs> uh,
4: it's good to see you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yes. Perfect well, way to start the week.
0: Yeah, this is kind of we we all look forward to Mondays personally. You know,
1: it's mm-hmm. our
0: our place. Hi, Miche. So you'll start to notice, Amanda, some of our regulars who chime in and say good morning. Hey, Pamela, hi. how are you? Adrienne, how are you? So listen, as people are coming in, we've got uh, listeners and viewers all over the world. Um, and as people are joining us, Amanda, I just, I, I think I have to give you a few minutes to introduce yourself. Like, you know, and and. I know today is a special day. It's August 1st. Uh-huh. And I just thought that might be a good way to throw the ball over to you and let you sort of share the significance of August 1st with, um, my, with all of us here at Girl Club.
4: Ah, uh, Thank you. It is a special day because I believe that um, God can turn the worst moments of your life into your best moments if you choose that. And August 1st has become a personal New Year's for me in a way because I chose it. This is about 12 years to the day that my ex-husband abandoned me with three kids. And I don't say that to make you sad. I say it because it was actually a really good thing that happened to me. Um, My kids were four, two, and eight weeks old. And he just came home one night and said, I'm leaving you. And I did not see it coming. And of all things, I, I said, well, we're out of milk. Like, because <laughs> oh, I was just in survival mode because I knew I had to get up and do a morning. I was doing a morning radio show in Washington, D.C. at the time. And I had three kids and I had a an nanny coming over to watch the kids while I did the show. And I was like, well, like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. So we need milk. That's all I knew. But um, and I so I circled a date on the calendar with the help of a therapist and some great tribes of friends in northern Virginia. Like I have to reinvent my life. Like I was on this path. I, I was like a I just had a part-time job and just having kids and just you know raising little babies and I didn't really have a plan for my life, except that was the plan, and my plan got completely changed. So I said I had to be out of the home a year to the date. I couldn't afford to keep it on my that salary. So I said, Well, I need a plan. I've got one year to figure my life out. So I circled August 1st and like put it on my refrigerator in one of those old fashioned wall calendars. Remember those? And, and I, I just kept praying, God, I, and I was, I'm a believe and declare kind of prayer. So I was like, I believe and declare God every time I pass that fridge, that you are gonna have a plan for me on August 1st. You're gonna have a plan. And I worked the steps and um, sold on my things. I called pods and I said, hey, I need a pod delivered because I'm going to move. And they're like, well, what's the zip code you're moving to? I was like, I'll call, I will call you back with that. I don't have it right now. <laughs> so I don't have it. They thought I was crazy, I'm sure. But I finally got a job. And not only was it just a job, but it was a dream job working for the national platform, Caleb Radio. They hired me. Um, and I was ready to move across the country by myself with three little kids a year later after he had left our family suddenly. And I got a phone call from the woman that was booking all of the travel for me and helping the relocation. And she said, Hey, Amanda, we really don't want you to drive across the country with three little kids in your old minivan. Like, That's a good idea. So we're going to book you a flight, you and the kids. Does August 1st work okay for you? <laughs> and, and that today, so August 1st today is my evidence that God answers your prayers of faith when you step out there. It's like yeah. my tower that I have built is yeah. evidence that God has will redeem your life. And as long as you you do the steps, and you're like, God, I believe you're gonna have a plan for me, He answers. It's like, I felt like I was that woman that was reaching out to Jesus to be healed, even though he didn't know that she was there. And I just kept reaching out and I never quit. And to this day now, I celebrate August 1st. It's my redemption day. So happy August 1st.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Happy August 1st. I I love, I love, I love Amanda, your story, because, you know, one of the words you said was suddenly, right? And I, I think... How you deal with the suddenlies in your life when it's suddenly yeah. not good is so critical and requires so much faith. And it's it's such a testing ground for your faith, you know, <laughs> because faith being the evidence yeah. of things unseen,
3: unseen.
0: Me, you know, it's like the suddenlies. OK, suddenly this has happened and now my mm-hmm. life looks nothing like it used to. And I guess, you know, was there Obviously, I understand why you would call your podcast "Get Your Brave On," <laughs> so because you had to get your brave on. But I what, did. It's like an outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely. And I guess you know Nova, Christina, and Christina. I mean, I'd love for you to think about like you know a moment where you really felt like you had to get your brave on, like mm-hmm. recently. Like, and I know, I know Nova's had a couple of those. <laughs> so you know because. Out. And I'm sure for all of you guys watching, I'd love for you to just chime in a moment when you have to get your Brave on and and really and truly dig deep down and find some faith that you didn't even know was there.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, Amanda, it's so interesting that your podcast is named Brave. So yeah. I have a horse named Brave and I have her name tattooed on my hand. And <sighs> her story is a lot like yours where she oh. was a... Um, She used to be a cart horse for the Amish and she was abused and her owners abandoned her. And so she was sent to the slaughterhouse and she was rescued by, um, you know, an amazing rescue in Northern California. And when I got her, I rescued her from a crazy environment to a beautiful, loving home. And I named her Brave because that was so much of her story of realizing so much that she was so worth saving and rescuing and redeeming. And so I just wanted to say that because that just speaks so prophetically to me, you know, even in Spanish, you know, it's like Mm valiente. And I have, I have her, like my horse literally actually no, she's on this side. I have her tattooed because over the Uh year that I've had her in this beautiful place where I live in Newberry Park, she has come alive in a safe environment, in a flourishing environment with all these kids that love her. And I recently gave her as a gift to my friend who has a totally like hallmark love story with his girl and they're inheriting this ranch. So it's just so beautiful that you, that, I mean, that just the connection there, I just wanted to say that is so amazing. Yeah.
4: That is incredible. I love that. Mm. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You know,
0: it makes me, it makes me also realize, you know, just kind of talking about bravery, What's the opposite of bravery, right? Fear, you know, and and there's there's always so many moments, I think, in our life and different seasons where we wrestle with a spirit of fear, you know, And, and it may be a real there may be real founded and good reasons for feeling that way sometimes, you know. But I guess, you know, was there ever a moment, Amanda, where you felt like you were really wrestling with not wanting to be brave and not feeling courageous? Constantly,
4: I mean, that's why I came up with this concept of I have to get my brave on. Like I remember vividly the moment I decided um, that I had to do something, I had to come up with a plan Because I felt like I was okay, like I could wallow for a while, right? Like I was all of a sudden became a single mom and this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I was still wearing maternity pants, you know, my baby was eight weeks old. No one was sleeping and I um, was in bed. I remember it was Saturday morning and I was just not able to get out of bed for several days. And my daughter, Emily, was four years old at the time. And she's sixteen now. And she would I remember she would open up her blinds, her curtains in her room, and when if she saw sunshine, she would say, Mommy, it's happy outside. And that morning she saw sunshine and she goes, Mommy, it's happy outside. And I remember thinking, Oh, I have got to get it together. Because if my daughter thinks it's happy outside, I'm gonna choose that this is happy outside. And I remembered so and I I was like, this is it. I have got to get out of bed and I have got to give my sunshines, which I call my kids now my sunshines because of that moment.
1: Oh. I mm-hmm. they
4: I am their only choice. I have got to get it together and I have got to come up with a plan for the rest of my life. And they deserve to have an amazing life despite what happened. Yeah. So I that was the moment because I was not very brave, because bravery, I talk about this um on my show on the podcast um the website is that it's not something you inherit. Like it's not in your DNA, right? It's not like some people are brave and some people get the choice not to be brave, but it's a habit that we have to learn how to practice. Yeah. Like you have to get it get it on as an outfit every single day. It's also not mm. an option. I don't know about your Bible but um I haven't found anywhere where it says, like, you should be, like, extra safe and cautious because that's, like, the best way.
2: Right. But, uh,
4: so, like, even though i like, I've looked for that verse. Like, I, sometimes I'm like, God, can I get it out? Like, come on. This is so hard. And no. but he I, I came across Joshua 1 9. Have I not commanded you, declares the Lord, to be strong and courageous? Like, it's not an option. It's a right. command for me. But then, he, but he doesn't leave us alone in it. And then I realized, um, then he goes. But I'll go with you wherever you go. So yeah. I just started trying, just started trying to do new things. Like, can I move across the country? Okay. And it almost as I started choosing that bravery, getting the brave on every single morning with my kids, and making that phone call to Pods. Or I sold all of the stuff that we had in the six-bedroom house in Northern Virginia. And each step got a little bit easier to be brave that I did. So it was almost like uh, by the time I was on that plane moving from D.C. to Sacramento, California, I was like, let's go. Like, I <laughs> yes, I was like, like bravery is contagious. Yeah, absolutely contagious. It's contagious in your life. And it's contagious when you tell your brave story to other people. I think people thought I was nuts you guys. I think they absolutely thought I was crazy. Why didn't I just move back home with my parents because they invited me, but I just didn't think, I just don't think that going backwards is an option.
0: Well, it's it's interesting. It's certainly not an option
4: yeah.
0: in the kingdom of God. He he wants right. us to go forward, 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 right? And I mean, bravery is such a, it, it's such a, it's such a, a, a command of faith. You know, you gotta, oh. you, as you put your brave on, And for those of you who are believers, you're going to get this, you know, putting your brave on is about putting your faith on.
4: Mm Yeah. Practicing. Maybe I haven't always thought about that. I guess you're right. It's like, I'm going to choose to believe God that you have something good for me instead of I got into this bad habit. Maybe you've done this too of just expecting calamity because I remember Mm -hmm. thinking like I was thinking like, who's ever going to love me again? No one is ever mm. gonna accept me. Now I'm a single mom with three kids. This is devastating. I'm never gonna have a, right. a relationship again. i like I'm done. I'm I'm ruined, and I'm not even gonna work in Christian radio again. They're gonna, you know, because I'm this is yeah. now this is a mark in my life. Right. But mm. um yeah. And you and
0: you're <laughs> the only Christian to ever ever what? get a divorce. Right. right.
4: <laughs> Yeah, no, so but, he, but it, you put all that stuff in your head. And just,
0: yeah. yeah, well, it's the voices, right? The enemy, the enemy brings you these voices, and he wants you, he wants you to partner with doom and gloom over your life instead of Demity. instead of b- bravery, faith, you know, over your life. And and it, it's it's you know one of our regulars, Miche is writing in, and I know that you're really speaking to her this week because oh. her husband also left her for um, a. a a, she says a natural blonde, but twenty years younger, um, and she had three kids, had to get three jobs. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay. devastated. There. But fifteen years later, thanks, thank God for taking him out of my life. Life is so yeah. much better. And I know, I mean, look, sometimes the testimony is that God will remove what we can't.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, do it for us.
0: You know, I, I mean, I'm a big believer in that. Don't, you know, a lot of times man's
4: rejection is God's protection. Oh, completely. You know. And that was why, like, I was devastated. But this was not a healthy relationship. There was right. a lot of, there was abuse involved. There was verbal, There it was all the things, all the things. Right. And I was just kind of hanging on, thinking that I could fix it if I was good enough, if I was kind enough, if I was you know, happy enough. If I had dinner ready on time and all those things, I just felt like I could fix this Jesus because yeah. I grew up in church and I just, I thought I had to, um, yeah. but yeah, I think yeah. Christina, I wanted to go back to that. We were like nodding. You're like, yeah, when we were talking about calamity, I, I got <laughs> into this bad habit of expecting calamity around every corner. And then I, re- I read about the definition of hope. That it's the confident expectation of good things from God, right? Shut okay. up.
3: that's literally I was just thinking that because I heard that when I was in not a similar situation, but in a very dark place that I was literally that exact definition was running through my mind, and you just said it. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's crazy I,
4: I knew you <laughs> had something there. I'm sorry, I took that. but isn't that no. did you have to go through that? like, have to go. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm not going to expect calamity. God says I can confidently mm-hmm. expect good
3: things. I have to train myself. Did you do the same? Oh, absolutely. In the waiting, I think especially it's like I'm just honestly I'm like moved to like <sighs> I don't I don't often cry. I cry maybe like twice a year to be honest because I have problems. But I have problems. No, you don't. I understand. Well, yeah. Well, I well kind of like you. It's like you know I, I'm I'm just I'm honestly I'm so moved by your story and just. I love how you just shared of even just like not even being able to get out of bed. You know, I've so felt that way, but how I'm seeing your bravery, not in like this beautiful light of like, Oh, she, she clothed herself. She got out there and she conquered the world. Yes. Like at the end of the day, that is the testimony in hindsight. But like, I think the real like light shining through is in the deepest darkest places where you're like, I couldn't even get out of bed. And I have three little ones who I am their only choice. I'm all they have. Like, I think that as like, I, uh oh, I get all like emotions. I'm like, as a mother as kidding? well, like we go through things, you know, and just, and like having to deal with that, with the Lord and go to him and then put your jeans on. Cause you can't live in sweats, drink your coffee, get up <laughs> and trying. pour into your babies. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that is true courage. That's bravery. It's, it's, I love what you said. It's working that muscle. It's like, okay, I'm not going to listen to that lie today. I'm not going to allow like what my husband did or my ex-husband did to me to define me today. It is really a day by day choice by choice situation. And I I mean, especially someone who has like really like struggled with depression and like, it's like really real of the, the paralyzing just, I don't know, hopelessness and despair. And I remember like just over the last Two years—it's been a really dying season for me. And mm-hmm. someone shared with me just this—this this beautiful picture of a butterfly. You know, it starts off as a caterpillar, and it gets wrapped up in this cocoon, like away from everything. And it literally, actually, dies. It doesn't. Well, okay, it doesn't die. Everything, but its vital organs, and it basically melts away. And there's these cells called imaginal cells that is what contains this design of what this caterpillar is going to transform into, you know? And then at the end of this death of literally feeding on itself, it breaks out this cocoon and turns this beautiful being that now, which was once stuck on a leaf, just consuming all day long, is out flying across thousands of miles. Like you think of the monarch butterflies. And I'm just so my friend was sharing (laughs) sharing that with me and she was just like, Listen, like I've been there. But what I did was I learned that like I just had to cling to hope, even if I didn't feel it. And she said exactly what you said. That definition mm-hmm. hope is being expectant of something good to happen. Mm-hmm. Cause that is true. Hope that's hope that comes from God. You know, like why would I sit here and go, Oh no. Now how are the bills going to get paid when it's like, wait, if I look right. back and I feed on his faithfulness, it goes I, like, I literally look through my life. When has God ever failed me? Like literally, mm-hmm. I can't even think that's- of a time, <laughs> even the times that were painful. You, like you said, God took that nasty man out of your life. And would you have ever walked away probably not Mm-mm. so i I would have been I, stuck yeah i'm really i want to honor you
4: what, what's crazy i i i and i i know this about cynthia too we both have butterflies and our little logos yeah and i have that for a reason because mm. i felt like i i have a whole podcast about how comparing our lives and our transformation is to the process of the butterfly you just taught me something new I didn't know about the imaginal cells. I'm gonna look that up. You know what else is really cool about? You know, if you if you're watching right now and you're in the midst of a struggle, um, please remember this. Like, there's a way if you choose, it can be really good. Because that that was one of the switches that turned for me. Um, There's two things. It was understanding. You, if someone comes along while the butterfly or the caterpillar is in the chrysalis, we call it the cocoon, the chrysalis. Mm-hmm. If someone like you're at one of those museums and someone comes along and it's starting to gr- get out and work its way out of the cocoon. If somebody opens it, it can't fly because right. it is the struggle to get out of the cocoon right. that gives the butterfly's wings
3: strength to fly. Right. Wow. So- right. <laughs> wow. You just taught me something new. Oh, oh wow, yeah. Obsessed wow. With butterflies. I usually
4: yeah. wear one like every single
0: that's day. That's why. Yes. That's okay. that's that's exactly wow. why my the, our ministry logo is the butterfly my, because really? the struggle has produced the strength to fly.
4: That's Wow. That's the my Yeah. And that's lean what bravery in. is. Like so many of us, we avoid the struggle and we do everything mm-hmm. we possibly can to avoid it. And then we do everything we can if, when we're in it to be like, oh no, And you know, instead of going, oh. wait, what can I learn from this? How can I be a better human? How can be, I be a better daughter to God? What is it that I can learn from this situation that I can teach somebody else? Maybe just lean into that struggle and to use those dates. Like today, August 1st is evidence to me. I'm always like, nope. Okay. Like I've got some serious stuff going on in my life too. I, I, it seems like it's constant, beautiful yeah. and brutal at the same time, yeah. but it's almost starting to get easier to take because I have that experience of relying on God.
0: I have well, hope. It's <laughs> hope. And yeah. it, it's, it's, you know, you mentioned yours is August 1st. And I know, I know uh, that if you stop really and think about it you know for anybody listening or watching there's there's a love language that god has with you and you may not even identify it or know that it's his love language with you i mine is mine occurs in in worship music you know i'll wake up with something on loop in my mind in the morning that and it's always god speaking to me it's always him trying to drive me somewhere and answer something that i'm questioning or that i need uh, the number 16 is mine. You know, they're just these things. And I think that unfortunately, because faith gets so tested and because your bravery gets so tested every day in the world that we live in and through life with the experiences we go through, we can doubt away those things. We diminish their importance. We don't recognize it as the eternal God communicating with us from outside of the things that we can see and understand. And I know there's a movie um called Interstellar that Matthew McConaughey stars in yeah. and I'm telling you if you haven't seen it you have to have to have to have to see it. It's one of those films that I saw my well my son saw it first. He came home when he was in college and he said, "Mom, you have to see this movie." And I want to see it again. Like it's god. There's a movement of there's something happening that's god in the film. I go to see the film about two thirds of the way through, I—I I mean, the Holy Spirit just falls on me. I start bawling. I cry through the rest of the movie. It—I can't. I feel so bad for the people in the theater around me, but I did, and it wasn't like a bad cry. It was a great cry because I—it's like in the film you—you you see if you really like pay attention the ways that God's communicating with the lead character. And you begin, it was like, all of a sudden the Lord started explaining to me like, yeah, I'm outside of time and this, and, and I use all kinds of things and whether it's angels or a book falling off of a shelf or a number or a day, there's all kinds of ways in which I'm trying to communicate with you. And why? Well, because we're his children and you don't want to leave your own kids, like without your affirmation without words telling them you love them every day, right. Without, you know, without them hearing from you, you know, it, I mean, as parents, we, we live to instruct and protect and guide. And, and so, I don't know. It always makes me think of the scripture, you know, if, if those of you being good parents, you know um, how much, how much better am I a parent than yours? I just very much paraphrase that, but um, I think you, you get it. Um But I mean, you said the word choice a number of times, Amanda. And so Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I want to actually talk about that word, about choice, because I think that and and for everyone listening, I think what you do have to understand is whether we like it or not, there is a choice to be made. While Anna has my my book (laughs) promo flashing on screen, for those of you watching, there is a choice to be made um, in your decision to go forward. And you can, you're the only one who can decide to put your brave on, you know, you're, you know, as Christina used the word jeans, which I love, cause that's such <laughs> a good metaphor for every time I'm really in, in the pits, man. It's like the last thing Nobody I want a- is, yeah, I don't want <laughs> hair, makeup, or jeans on. I want sweats. especially not want, jeans. Especially not jeans, right? And it's how true. about a bikini? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> definitely not. That's something totally different. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But it's there's a choice. And you know, and I, I mean, Novi, we haven't heard from you this morning. And I gotta I know that you've been called to make some choices in your yeah. own life, you know, in the last few months. And so yeah. what do you think about choice in all of this?
2: I think that like you Amanda I I didn't have much of a choice um with what happened but I could choose to say what is the next natural thing that will bring me life while pressing into the pain of my situation and it's very fresh so I still always cry like a little leaky <laughs> Yeah. and um thanks then you know i was just trying Aww. to be quiet and happy back here but um,
1: first sorry. of all the
2: the um just you know for those watching my husband and i had a huge transition it was our day is may day and that's going to be the day i celebrate forever yeah. because the lord cut us loose from um you know and i say the lord it's like god is sovereign so i'm just like okay here we go lord so we had been in a, a specific ministry for 17 years and one day it was just all over. It happened very suddenly. Right. And in the midst of all of that, uh, my daughter and I actually started growing butterfly stuff. Like, oh. you know, we had, we put a plant in the garden and we were just so excited and we've watched the chrysalis, but we did something very interesting, which I was like, Lord, I feel like this is all lining up this morning. So we, when you have, um, gosh, it's a milkweed plant, and the caterpillars come and they eat off all the leaves. Sometimes what happens is other things come and they eat your sweet little caterpillars, like oh. you know. And so, um, so what we did a little research, my husband and I and Shiloh, my daughter, she's nine, and what we got this net and we cut out the bottom that we put it over the milkweed plant and. So it was very interesting because we know right that there is a struggle with the butterfly but I kind of see the net as God's just sovereignty and arms and like I'm you know what you I'm right here you're never it's never going to get too crazy where I'm not, I'm present and I'm with you and I'm, I see it and oh, I love you. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the courage and the strength to get through the very next thing. And you know what, you guys, it's been so awesome because we have seen so many monarch butterflies fly at, we, we take that little, you know, uh, zipper and, and the butterflies, you know, fly away in our, in our yard. And it's very interesting. In the deep of the night, every morning I get up and I look at, I have these cameras all over my house and I'll always see in the darkness, a little monarch butterfly go past one of my cameras and I'm like, Lord you are so good and you're so present and you show me even just in my cameras, like I'm, I, you're good girl. Even in the darkness, I got you, you're going to fly, you're going to soar. And so um, I am choosing like you to say, here we go. And and I feel like to speak back to kind of something you were saying Amanda about when you were like, I can't get out of bed. Um, I've had those moments and those feelings and those thoughts. And I don't, we don't know what's next, but I feel like God just says, what is the next natural thing? Just do that baby girl, just do the next natural thing. And if it's just Mm. brushing your hair, then that's the next natural thing. Mm. If it's saying yes to, you know, my husband and I decided we would partner with an organization the other day and just, just put a call out to like, hey pastors in the area, if you just want to, to just come together and we can pray. And we had some people that loved us for many years ago and brought barbecue. And so we ate and we, we prayed and I led a little worship and you know what, it was this sweet, beautiful moment. And it, you know, in our brokenness and in our, we don't know what's next. We're like, this feels like we just want to continue to be who we are. And we love people and we love those in ministry being called. And so I, we're not, it was hard to be honest with you. It was really hard I didn't want to show up and kind of the last thing I want to do was lead people into worship. And then when I was there, I was like, I love, I love being in God's presence. And it's all the time. Like I have this opportunity. It doesn't even need to be this one night. So anyway, God is, God is moving and he, I am choosing and it is really hard and I'm not going to whitewash my pain and say, hallelujah. Oh, you know, like everything's great. <laughs> right. like, it's not, it's not yeah. great. And it's not perfect. And I have feelings about it and I'm honest about it without having to be, you know, um, I don't know. Wonder woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. You don't,
4: you you. don't have, None of us I are. You don't
2: have to be. So <laughs> I'm learning how to just traverse and we've had many things happen, but this this one was huge for us, yeah. but I, I one thing I know is um, I I, I want to come out of this and and continue to like love the Lord. I, I you know it's like I have a choice to go screw the church, screw Christians. Sorry, can I say that on the podcast? Like, you just forget did. it. Well, you right? just did. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have this choice, sure. like like, I'm so wounded or I have a choice to, to go to just run to the Lord. And as yeah. messy and snot nosed and sweaty pitted and all of that as it is, I'm going to run towards him. And it might not be the prettiest thing in the world, but I know that he's he's saying, just come to me. I know you're yeah. tired. You're worn
4: out. That's beautiful. Nova. That's come, so beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
0: come, come to me, all you, all you who are burdened. Weary right.
4: and, and heavy laden, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I'm going to give you rest. i mean, I, I got you. Yeah. So, I, I see. Started, that. I like that about doing just the next thing and the net, the protective net of God that is over us. Mm, I did yeah. this research because um, I'm writing a book. That's why I'm, I'm here, um, not on the radio this week in Scottsdale, finishing it. I was doing this research of, well, how do you become brave? Like, what is it? Like,
1: <laughs> you right. know.
4: Right. How do you overcome a fear? And it's just one step at a time. And I realize it's just becoming 1% more brave every single day. It's not like we don't all of a sudden just like, I'm going to put the cape on and I'm going to wear like that. I always think of like the Wonder Woman outfit. Because, you know, I remember having those underwears as a kid. Like, like, yeah. like all of a sudden I'm just going to be this magical brave person. And I choose... Um, I learned that people overcome fear one step at a time. Like if you're afraid of an elevator, psychologists teach somebody to just like one day go to the elevator, and like press the button and then go away. And they realize like they made it, they didn't die. Everything's going to be okay. Like the next day they go in, they press the button, then they go in the elevator and then they go out real quick. And they're like, okay, I got it. And then pretty soon day by day, they're all going all the way up to the penthouse and going back and like, oh, this wasn't that bad. So I came up with this idea that we could be just 1% more brave every single mm-hmm. day. And that is how you become and live a strong and courageous life. Knowing we have that netting of God, like the netting, the protecting the caterpillars, that God is with us wherever we go. That gives us the ability to go, okay, like every day I have this little, i have a little journal yeah. and I've started for years. I've then written what, just pick one brave thing a day to do. That's it. Just one brave thing instead of because it's a lot less overwhelming that way. You know, that's how I moved across the country or that's how, you know, I've been chasing down a book deal and something that I've always wanted and never thought that I was good enough to do it. Mm. And it was just a phone call or an email was my brave thing. I think that's what you just are doing, Nova. It's like You're yeah. doing one brave thing every single day. Yeah. And I think this is a time, I don't know about you ladies, but those times of brokenness, that's when I grow and that's when I get closest to God. And I sometimes yes. I look back, what's insane is I look back on that time. Like I don't even recognize that woman that lived in DC and went through a divorce and moved across the country. Um, I look back and like, I miss her sometimes because like she was so clinged she was clinging to jesus and so bright. i'm like i miss oh, that girl i want to get that girl back
0: i can't believe you actually just said that because okay. <laughs> as you're sitting here talking i'm thinking yeah okay but i guess we just should go there um okay because i i wake up you know sometimes and, and i realize that this is the struggle right and 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 i'm so curious as to what what you would feel about this. So when you say I miss her, right? A lot of times I will find myself kind of looking back, and there's all kinds of things that come to mind <clears throat> about the looking back. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you know, it's the woman who turned a stone from the looking back. Um, the Egyptians, oh. you know, they were in the wilderness. God was taking them to their promised land and they kept looking back behind them. They were so afraid in the waiting that they were looking back at like what they had left behind them. And it looked better. It looked safer. It looked mm-hmm. secure. Now they were getting beaten. You know, and they were slaves, but they had three hots and a cot. You know what I mean? In their, in their mind anyway. And I realized that, you know, I, I do like, I'm, I'm mature enough spiritually to get that like, okay, don't over glamorize, you know, wh- what's behind you. But, but there is a person that had the strength to leave. There's that girl that initially jumped out of bed, put her pants on or jeans on, right? <laughs> yeah. And said- Full steam ahead. I don't care where we're going. I'm going with you, Jesus. I trust you. You're better than everything around me. Let's go. And then you're out there now. You're in the middle of an ocean and you're like, um, (laughs) what did (laughs) I do? Just turn around a little bit.
1: (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: and I don't know, you know, Amanda, like, obviously people go through that. So how yeah. do you you know? I guess my question is, and and I, I how do you get that? How do you get that
4: girl back every day? Mm. It's really good. You find your why. When um, mm. my husband left, I ran to therapy. I highly recommend it, please. Like it's the best thing I ever did for myself. And this woman, she, this great therapist, Beverly, she had me read. A book, "Man Search for Meaning." It's Viktor Frankl. It's a classic. I don't know if you've ever yes. seen it. It's not, really, it's not really a Christian book. No. Okay, yeah. so it's about the Holocaust. Um, yeah, I was like, "Why I'm going through like this trauma? Why would you have me read a book about the Holocaust?" Yes, really uplifting, God. <laughs> <laughs> but what she did, but there's a line in that book: "He who has a why to live can bear any how."
2: Wow! And if you
4: every day and and in the book, if you haven't read it, I'll Mm. give you a quick synopsis. It's about a psychologist that's in the concentration camp. And he does he to stay focused in the concentration camp in Auschwitz. He's still continuing to do like his psychological research. He's trying to figure out why some people are surviving the Holocaust (sighs) and why some are not. And the ones that hung on to make it through starvation, awful things were the ones that had a reason to get out on the other side were the ones that had, I want to see my wife again. She's out. One was a pianist. I want to be able to play my piano again at a concert Their Why? So they could suffer. They could wow. handle that. He who has a why to live can bear any how. So mm-hmm. my why became giving my three sunshines the life that they deserved. That became my why. And I could bear any how. And mm-hmm. I remember I was, I was reading that book at Panera of all things. I had somebody watching the kids and oh he was he came back to see the kids a few times and he'd come into the house for visitation during that first year and I would leave and and um I remember I, I read it and I just like I didn't even finish the book and I like I don't know if you've ever done this is like that's it I like slammed the book and I got the car and I'm like, this is what we're doing. This is done. Like get, get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, but because i had my why and i think in in those moments when you're like where's that girl where's that that bravery god i am just so stuck i'm so trapped and expecting calamity around the corner every day no no no. i can bear anyhow if i have the right why and my sunshines are my why and and it, it changes you just your why changes um, yeah. I will podcast about how to find your why if you'd be interested in that but and now like my kids they're, they're teenagers and you know they know everything and they don't need me anymore but um, <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> there's still my why but I think my biggest driving force now is you it's like my brave babes I call them my brave babes it's like right. women I just think it's we we don't realize how strong and powerful God made us to be and to awaken yeah. Christian women and women of faith to live the strong and courageous life. Like, this is my why. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, Amanda. I oh, sorry, love go. it. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. CB. I'm sorry. just, yeah, I, just
4: I, I have nothing to say.
0: I'm just, it's just, wow. No.
1: <laughs> go girl. CB. Um Yeah, you know, uh, Amanda, I think as you were sharing your story, what came to mind is like, even for you moving from like, where you did right from like this broken hard place to now, you know, you know, across the country, you know, I think so many people struggle with, you know, do they are they brave enough to be able to receive the blessings, you know, that God wants to give them and the love that God wants to give them in that new place. And Mm -hmm. I saw that even when my horse, when I adopted her, my horse brave, like I saw that, you know, she came from a very abusive Amish community to the slaughterhouse to Mm -hmm. now the beautiful Hills, of thousand Oaks, California. And all these little girls are coming every day and, wanting to brush her and give her kisses and walk her. And I saw her resisting because I think a part of her, you know, she had never known love before. And I could see that even my friend was like, Christina, she's resisting because she, you know, that love and freedom. And there's, there was always strings attached to love before. Every time she saw humans, she only would equate that with, I'm going to get ran really hard from morning till night, every day and get beaten and everything. But I saw that there was a moment where she finally learned how to receive that love. And even too, like, I think so many of us, like when we are in finally a new place, like it's hard to receive because we're like, when's the other shoe going to drop, you know, like and brave enough to not only walk into a new season, but to lay hold of it and say, God, I'm not going back. Like what you said, you weren't going to go back to your parents' house. And like what you said, ministered so deeply, not only to me, but I'm sure so many women that it's Mm -hmm. like, when God brings you into something new, you have to resolve. There is no going back. Like with my horse, things only got better and better and better and taking, continuing to take those brave steps, even in your healing, even in opening up to let healing come in, even taking those brave steps, even in the promised land that there is no going back, you know, and. Just seeing you now, it's like you've never looked back. And my horse now, like she never looked back in things. She's now living the rest of her days in a beautiful ranch in Santa Rosa Valley, you know, and that that story of being brave from where she was to her life almost being ended to now her living literally the rest of her lives in the beautiful hills and being doted on like above and beyond, you know, and you are a picture of that of continuing mm. to take those steps of bravery. It's not just that first step in moving forward, but it's those steps of healing, it's those steps of redemption. And I'm sure even when you came to where you live now, there's probably moments of intimidation, right? When you moved oh. to the country. And what did that look like for you because I'm curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you.
4: For, I want to go meet Brave. It sounds like she's close to yeah. where I live in Sacramento, by, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. It was it was really scary like when I moved Um, I remember I moved on August 1st, I had five days until my daughter started her first day of kindergarten. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have, my father was with me and, um, my parents are actually divorced. And through that, there was a lot, some healing. So my father and my mother, even though they barely spoke to each other, actually came out and helped. Um, unpack my house. I I started my national radio show (laughs) that week instantly. And my, and I had hired a nanny. Uh, we were staying at a hotel, and I just, it was like I was running on fumes. I was running on like God fumes of like, okay, let's just give her everything. So we were just, I just didn't stop. I just kept going, and then, and then it hit after my family left and the house was unpacked and it was like a weekend and I was alone and I didn't have any friends yet. And, and then it hit and I was like, what did I just do? Like then the, the adrenaline crashed and I thought, oh I, God help me, I'm completely alone here. And that's when I really started to dig into um the impact of that move on my life. And the change. And you said something about um, that healing process. And I thought, you know, here's what I wanted to say about that, um, about your horse, Brave. It's like, it's not always, and don't beat yourself up if you take one step forward and two steps back. Because I think when you deal with trauma and pain, we all have it in different areas of our life. Um, I feel like I call myself sometimes just like a burn victim. Like yeah. you you think you're healed, right? You're like, I'm mm-hmm. healed from that trauma of my husband leaving me for another woman in the middle of the night. Like I, I'm healed from that trauma, God. But then like the slightest thing, like a pastor says about like fixing marriages or something that somebody says that's critical about you can like open up the wound. Because in a burn victim, right, they're healed, but the skin is still so sensitive. Yeah. So, and I, I remember I had lots of wounds that would reopen. And that I had to heal again as soon as that initial move and the inertia of that brave act kind of wore off. And I, I had this amazing conversation. You know, Tasha Layton, she's a Christian artist. No. She, she was on American Idol and she's just, um, toured with Katy Perry. And now she's her song, Look What You've Done. You might have heard. It's amazing. Okay. okay. So she taught me a lot about how to heal those moments of trauma. So you go back when you're, when all of a sudden your wounds open from something that happened to you, like maybe brave the horse. She doesn't want to see another human or she's scared yeah. of she's encounters a human. And she's like, is this person going to hurt me? I think this person's going to hurt me. I'm going to freak out. But we do the same thing. I did that with men for years. <laughs> like, mm. like, I went just, I had this brick wall. Um, and I had to remember when Tasha said she went through a lot of healing and she went through with a therapist. She went through these moments of trauma in her life and she kind of imagined that traumatic moment. And then the therapist said, well, where was Jesus when you went through that as a little girl? And -hmm. then she realized, well, Jesus was there. Yeah. So then I went through, I would go back through and I would, I would remember like that night that he left, or I would remember some of the things that were said that were extremely hurtful or physically what I felt was extremely hurtful, I then would go back and when I would remember that and when my, when my wounds would get reopened, I'm like, no, where was Jesus in that moment? Jesus was right there with me. Right. He was there and he loves me and he got me out of it. I was never once alone. And mm-hmm. the reason I was at there today is because where in your trauma, where was Jesus? He was mm-hmm. there and he found a way to get out. I think that's what helps. Sorry that was yeah. a long answer to your question. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's like you said he was there, you know, and he he found a way to get out. It's interesting because he finds a way in those moments I think the deepest connections I've ever had to Jesus um they occur, you know, in these moments of struggle, right? You, you, you know, they they can they've occurred outside of that. But I think there are Mm -hmm. these deep moments where when he's inside of your struggle inside of you, it's deeply something going on deeply inside of you, the getting out becomes in, in part also what he's getting out of you um, that you don't need anymore. And what he's get, what is going to come out of you that others will need that others can benefit and grow from. And it's like, I don't know. Nice. It's, it's why I always say, you know, he really does take our mess and he makes a message, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and our, you know, our story is, you know, what, what is it? I always I love that our, our history is really just his story, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's like if we partner with him and I'm looking at, you know, Teresa and Pamela and some of the women Ms commenting in and Niche mm-hmm. who have dealt with, you know, husbands leaving or just difficult circumstances. And I, and, and I think, you know, you're so encouraging Amanda, because I, I think for women, especially believers who feel like their life has in some way been, it's like it's, there's this cut, like now, who am I? I'm mm-hmm. no longer Mrs. So-and-so I'm now what, right. and, and, and in finding it, that's such a big thing because you have to find your why in those moments. I mean, my, and I, and I realized something really deep. My, you know, my, my first marriage was an utter disaster. And some of you guys listening know my testimony or I've read my book. So you, you get it, you know, it was a disaster. And, um, and, but out of it came my, my son. And Mm -hmm. so finding my why was really, it was, it was easy. He was my why. Um, It's interesting now, though, because I think for a lot of women and men, you know, who are listening, I know, guys, you've been silent today on the on the chat. Um, uh, It's okay. We want to hear from you. Um, But I think for a lot of people uh, with kids, you know, and and moms, I'm going to speak to, you know, deeply in this for a lot of moms with kids, when our kids are our why we can go through such a painful crisis and reevaluation of now what's my why? Cause I've found, I have definitely gone through that. I mean, I've often said to people, I don't like empty nesting. I hate it. You know, I have friends who are like, Oh, you know, you guys are empty nesting now. How great. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I literally looked at this woman the other day, like she was like Satan in a pair of palms. I was like, how can you be so happy about the fact that your kids are out of your house? Like I hate, I don't like empty nesting. I loved being a, parent. I love the day-to-day of mom. I loved taking him to the basketball games and schlepping his friends around. And I loved every moment of it. And I, and I live for the moments that we have of that, you know, and, but how, there's a place in there, Amanda. And I think you can speak to this deeply. Mm-hmm. There's a place in that transition. There's a place in that new you, that new person whose kids are always going to be your why but they're not your daily why how mm. do you find then your daily why
4: that's really good <laughs> i'm going through that right now yeah. as you know with my children being older i think you, yeah. you god has so many seasons for his daughters That he wants us to flourish in. He has so many beautiful experiences that he wants to give us. And I feel like instead of resisting the change, we teach ourselves to embrace it. And we, instead of seeing God removing something from your life right now, I think that's when you open up your eyes and you ask him to tell him, what are you giving me? You've removed mm. things, okay, but what are you giving me right mm-hmm. now? To look at the person that's in your life or or just the encounters that you have with people and then ask him. You know, I have this friend who, um, her name is Marilyn, and she asked for God. She goes, God, what is it that you want? And she asked God, like, I think God wants us also to say braver prayers instead of just saying, God, get me through the day. God, what amazing thing do you want me to do for this next season of my life? My friend Marilyn did that after she became an empty nester, like, be careful to pray this prayer because she ended up adopting seven children from Russia. So (gasps) she (laughs) she could hear her episode. Uh, She asked, she she bravely said, God, I will do whatever it is that you want me to do next to show me You know, and I think about, I was reading this morning that in Ezekiel, Ezekiel, that dry bones, Mm.
1: um,
4: yeah, the dry bones, sometimes when you feel like you're just a lump of bones, you're like, I lost my motivation. I'm in a plot twist. We go through relationship loss. We go through job loss. And then we go through times where we're just plain lost. I think we've all been in those seasons. What Mm. do you do when you're just plain lost? Like, I I like to meditate over God's scripture. It's like I was meditating this morning. It's like, like sometimes your life feels like just a pile of dry bones. And then you just say, God, breathe life into me. God, I need you to breathe life into me and help me arise again and dig in to his story that he wants to write through you. Because, I mean, that's where the pure fulfillment and joy comes from.
0: Well, you just wrecked me for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: What are are um... you giving
0: me in exchange? That is such a deep question and so helpful and grounding, you know? I mean, yeah, I've, (laughs) it's funny. I went into a little bit bit of this funk watching a documentary about an amazing, wonderful human being and, and, basketball player named magic Johnson and magic is a part of us. I mean, I love Magic. I have known him, you know, through the years, what have you. And, um, and, and his wife cookie, they're just, they're wonderful, amazing people. And their son went to school with my son. And so, you know, I, I, got to know, gotten to know EJ through the years and so I'm watching this documentary about his life. And, and there was this scene where there was a lot of, he gave his, his wife a surprise birthday party, on a yacht in Cannes, it's really beautiful. And I'm looking at this scene, and I'm seeing in the guests in the crowd of guests, old friends, you know, from my life in in Hollywood, and um, of which I have some of these very significant full chapters of life. Amanda, it's like kind of cuckoo, but <laughs> I found myself kind of grieving and missing a bit of I don't know something else that used to be a part of my life. And in a way, I, I think, and you sort of just maybe clarified it. I think okay. it's really because I'm not, I was focusing on what was behind and not saying, God, what are you giving me? What have you given me in exchange for this? You know, what, what, what are we doing in this season to, and, and where, and where are you taking me? And it's, it's, I, I mean, my why was very clear and sometimes your why gets unclear, Sometimes Mm -hmm. your why gets cloudy. Sometimes
4: your why just gets depressed and sad. Mm -hmm. You just sit there and you just dig in and just keep praying God, show me, God, show me. Do you remember that old meme? It was like the first meme of all the memes. I remember this. It was like, it was this picture of Jesus and he was holding this little teddy bear and there's like a little girl that's standing in front of him. And she's like, or she, or no, oh no, she held the teddy bear and she was trying to give it to Jesus, right? Or he's like, please give me that little teddy bear, please. It's going to be so good for you. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yes, that's Anna. That's Anna. Right, and oh, she's amazing. And the, look what's not, look what he wants to give her if she's just willing to give up the little thing. Like right. that's how he works in his life. And it was like, I just had to be willing. Like, I, I thought I had my life was perfect. I was like. Basically a stay-at-home mom living in suburban D.C., this perfect family and everything. And it was fake. And then I didn't want to give it up because I was afraid. But no, this is what I was raised to do. But then God's like, yeah, but guess what? I, I got like a national radio show and I got like this ministry for you. And I, I've got you know, like you can live in California and this is going to be awesome. Like He just needed me to just call the moving band. You know, yes. like, that's all I had to do. Give so up, just like yeah. Sometimes there's up. something in your life that God just needs you to take one step of bravery today, and then you get the big teddy bear. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. Give up the little teddy bear, and He'll give you the big one. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. man, I I just I I'm I just love I just I, I just love what you've given us today. You know, thank I really, you
4: for allowing me to give today. I'm, you've I'm given so, me
0: this. I'm so bummed that we're out of time. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like ah! but I really, I mean, what a, what a blessing. And I, and I know that you, have you've really, you've made a deposit today. Yay. You've you've made I, a deposit.
4: Me, I had no idea what to expect. And I, you guys have been so generous in allowing me to share my story and share my Thank heart. You. And I um, gave me a gift too. And now I'm, incredibly inspired to finish writing for us. good
0: good and we will be praying for you as Thank you're you. in your time of writing that you really and truly write a great book that god moves through you and that you that he's able to deposit through you exactly what he wants to deposit awesome. through you you know and and i one of the things i think that we have found with each other is that um there's a great there's a great amount of bravery we find in our sisterhood you yes. know and um Man for you girls out there who don't know how to love on other women, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out because uh, it, it's true. I mean, I like like I said at the beginning of today, you know, I got Monday blues, you know. I need to I need my I need my fellowship because iron strengthens iron. Iron sharpens iron and and that's what each and every one of you is and and as we um close out today, For those of you watching and listening, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of Girl Club. Um, Don't forget to like, subscribe and share us. Don't forget to bring somebody, turn someone on to what is really and truly, I think, a very powerful hour every Monday to to get your faith on and to get your brave on, which is what yeah. we did today with Amanda Carroll. And you yeah. can find Amanda's podcast on life audio where you can find us and girl club. And, um, Hey, you also, Amanda have a free, there's a free, um, book yeah. that you Thank have. You. For, can you tell, can you share that so that everyone can get You're it? You're
4: so nice. Thank you for letting me. Yeah. If you go to get your brave on. Info, it's a free download. It's I call it my free brave life planner. It's like a daily structure to help you do your prayer time, your meditation time, and to write out your brave plan for your life and just choose 1% more brave. I've kind of mapped it all out for you, and you can download that at dot getyourbraveon.info.
0: I will have 7% more brave in my life by the time I see you guys next week because I want one a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
4: 365 <laughs> if you do one every every day. I'll take it.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank Well, you. I, I, I just I love you guys. And I know it's time for us to peace out. And I want to be faithful with our time. Christina's <laughs> given the heart sign yet yeah. heart symbols all around. All right, sis stars all over the world. This is uh, Girl Club. We're glad you're with us. Thanks, Amanda, for being with us. And Thank we you. will check you out next week. Amanda, will you come yes. and join? Will you come back and join us again?
4: Anytime, please. Okay.
0: Anytime. All right, good. We promise to have Amanda back
4: again. I love all (laughs) Love you guys. Bye.
2: Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it or did you only make it part way?